You've tuned in to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo, here with John Beeler. We've got a great program for you today. We will be uh, talking about the latest Apple gear. They've got new iPads and Apple TVs. We'll uh, let you know what's new and if you should upgrade or not. We'll also talk about uh, their AirTags. A lot of people have been using AirTags, sticking them in their luggage because it's chaos in the airports. And I can see why people do it, John. Yes. I don't know how much it helps. Eh. Other than knowing that your bag is still not there. (laughs) Well, it it gives you an indication that you can tell the airline, why is my bag in a country that I am not? Yeah. I'd love to hear stories. I've got to look into this more like... Has it helped expedite the return of the luggage? That's a problem I haven't had to encounter yet. Well, we're going to talk about it because uh, Lufthansa uh, sent out some tweets suggesting last week that they might look at not allowing them on there because of regulatory issues when it comes to the, the wireless transmission of them. They're Bluetooth, right? And the battery in them. I think it was more so the battery thing in them. I heard both, but... Doesn't matter. We'll get into that. We'll get into the nitty gritty. We uh, will also talk about getting rich from your old tech. If you've got an old iPhone that's still in a box, you could be rich. A first generation iPhone that was still sealed. I don't know who would keep it like that. A rich person? (laughs) Yeah, that forgot about it. (laughs) Sold at auction for 39,000 US. I'm not going to spoil too much of it, but I'm always curious about a still sealed thing because yeah. anybody can get a, a plastic sealer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So there must be some way of verifying that it's... Authenticating like, the seal. Yeah. Like the plastic. The, the factory sealedness. Yeah. And yeah. Is, <laughs> is there an iPhone in there? I always wonder that. But let's get into some of the, uh, the mobile and app news, John. Big thing this week would have to be Kanye West, or as he's known now as Yee. He is going to, I sound old, don't I? <laughs> yes, you As do. he's now known as Yi. Uh, sorry, kids. Con, I'm going to call him Kanye because that's how, how I know him. Yeah. He is looking to buy the social media app called Parler. So this is the conservative version of Twitter. Yeah. That got a lot of conservatives into trouble during the January 6th insurrection because it was tracking everyone's GPS location and sharing that online. And people were able to pretty much map everyone's location and communications during the insurrection. So privacy was... <laughs> first and foremost. First and foremost. But Kanye, so why? Why is he buying this? Well, because he's been kicked off of everything else. Yeah, and we've seen this before. Uh a certain former president was also kicked off everything. Yeah. And so he ended up setting up True Social. Yeah. Um, and now Kanye is looking to buy, and this feels like uh, something Elon would do, uh, basically buy Parler to have it as his own pulpit. I find it funny, though, with these free speech alternative sites, they don't seem to gain the popularity as... Like the Twitters and... Right, because they're sharing Facebooks. views that aren't as universal. Yeah. Uh, or in the in the case of Kanye, he was kicked off because of some very um, disturbing comments about uh, anti-Semitism. 
he made some kind of loosely veiled death threats and those types of things, which, you know, is never cool on any platform. Do you know how much he's worth, they estimate? I have no idea. $2 billion. And so to date, Parler has raised $56 million. So will Kanye's, I guess, celebrity help it? Like, didn't really help Trump in his platform. No, it's still struggling, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so some investors that were looking to purchase it, they've come out and said it's, it was horribly overpriced what they wanted yeah. for it. Yeah. But do you, do you want to visit one of the, like, do you want to be one of these sites that just is an echo chamber that has all the same thought and well, opinion? Like, I get, I get it sometimes with, you know, conservatives. Yeah. Yes, they sometimes feel drowned out, but at the same time, they can get their opinion up there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Well, it also, all, all this boils down to censorship, right? They might, as a person, you might have a different view of someone else's opinion on a topic, but when it becomes clearly hate speech or some kind of threatening position, that has no place anywhere. So what I don't understand with these um, types of sites is the echo chamber, like you said, but not everyone wants to talk about anti-Semitic things or death threats for certain groups of society. There's probably plenty of other topics they want to talk about there. So, but this whole echo chamber thing, it just highlights the fact that maybe your views aren't that largely uh, shared among the greater population. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I do think they still need a place to have those conversations, but I just don't know what the goal is. But, yeah, I guess the censorship. So, I think he got kicked off of Twitter for saying that he was going to go DEFCON 3 on Jewish people. Yeah. So, come on, right? Yeah. I, I get censorship, but when you're threatening yeah. certain people, minorities. Pete Davidson. It, it, yeah, Pete Davidson. Yes, yeah. after him too. Like, threatening anyone... Maybe there should be a bit of censorship. Yeah. Doesn't matter what platform you're on. Yeah. So looking at this parlor thing more, and I probably most people listening to this program have, haven't even heard of the app. Well, they'll let us know in the <laughs> in, in the comments. feedback. Uh, so there's another part to this story. Uh, parlor leaked email addresses for Ivanka Trump and other VIPs in the Kanye West announcement. Yeah, so they announced the sort of the, in, the entering into agreement with Kanye, and they sent out an email to all the important people that are on Parler, but they made the classic mistake of not BCCing everybody. They, Line copying everyone. They CC'd everybody. And so now, apparently, a lot of people that had their email addresses in this comment thread are being reply all would by every person seemingly on that platform because their email addresses are now public and apparently people have been getting all kinds of hate mail like this is w within the, the parlor community themselves <laughs> and some of these people are celebrities and and there's other things there too that they would never give out their emails um it's it's just mind-boggling and, and it highlights what we just talked about before about parlor taking privacy and security as a paramount foundation of their, um, their system. 
Well, it'll be interesting, John, how this story progresses. Will the deal even happen? And what will happen? Like, I, I think... I think Kanye is a genius when it comes to music and some of the, the business things he's done, especially with his apparel and footwear. Yeah. But I, I think he's mentally ill. And I don't know what he is. I just know he's not making a lot of sense to me right now. No. And so I just, yeah. Yeah. Hope he's doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Quickly on another story here, uh, Brazil, we've talked about this. A Brazil court has ordered Apple to reimburse customers for chargerless iPhones. They fined them $19 million. Tim Cook looked under his couch cushions. <laughs> yeah, this is all because Brazil, like a, a number of other countries, thinks that the Apple should be including a charger with their phones. Yeah. So basically they're forcing Apple to reimburse customers that bought a charger to go with their phone. Yeah. It just kind of goes in the opposite direction of this whole environmentally friendly, keeping stuff out of the landfill. It's just, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, in the ruling, uh, Judge Francisco wrote that selling an iPhone without a charger requires consumers to purchase a second product in order for the first to work. Like a car. And buying gas. Is that similar? Well, sometimes you get free gas with a new car purchase. Okay. <laughs> we'll see how that uh, all rolls out. Okay, we've got a lot to talk about on today's program. When we come back from the break, talk about. Uh, we'll be talking all about the new Apple gear they've announced, the new iPads, a new Apple TV. And do you have an old iPhone lying around? Could be worth thousands. We'll tell you more. Back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike and John here. Apple had a big announcement uh, this week when it comes to iPads and even the Apple TV. We've got Robin Cavanaugh in the studio to uh, chat about it with us. Uh, new iPads. They didn't have a big launch event. They just kind of sent out some press releases, uh, essentially. Was this kind of, a, kind of a big upgrade in your mind, Robin? Um, yes and no. A lot of it was kind of expected, like the iPad Pro that they announced. They basically just announced a new one with the M2 processor that came out earlier this year. That's the one they're putting in their computers. Yeah. Exactly. And that's really high-powered. Oh, it's seriously high-powered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so these these iPads are like high-powered laptops. They're nuts, yeah. Yeah. Now, one of the things that was rumored was like a 14-inch iPad Pro, but it was just the same size as 12.9-inch and uh, I think 10 as well. Yeah. Uh, but they also updated kind of the base model as well. Yeah. So they have a new 10th gen that's come out of just the standard regular iPad. Yeah. But it's, more, but it's more expensive. It's about 100 to $150 more expensive. Now, it's completely redesigned to look like, kind of more like the Air. Yeah. So it's got those nice chamfered edges, very sheen looking. It's got a load, load, uh, load of new colors. It comes in yellow and red. Final, finally. <laughs> I love. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, one of the things that they've done is moved the webcam from uh, the top when you hold it in sort of portrait position to now being in the middle when you hold it in a landscape position. Oh really? Which is better for when you have it like in a case, sort of, sort of kicked back, and you have it's almost kind of like a laptop. Is that for all the tourists that are holding up their iPads, <laughs> using them as cameras? Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I still don't get that. Sorry if you're one of those folks. It's too big. It's too big to be your camera. <laughs> but uh, they've also added center stage, which has been in the air in the iPad Pro. So now, like, 
if you're on a uh, Zoom call or something, you can stand up, you can move around, the camera can track So you. they've really taken a page out of the pandemic here and all the Zoom and team meetings we're doing. Yes. Yeah. What's odd though is with the new iPad Pro, they didn't move the webcam. It's still in the same place. Really? Yeah. I don't know the thought process behind that. They probably didn't want to retool the factory. <laughs> yeah, probably. Maybe yeah. it's costing. So, okay. So the, the new iPad, a little more expensive, USB-C. USB-C, yeah. No headphone jack either. Oh. So up until the ninth gen, which came out last year. Does the iPad Pro, I don't even know if they don't have, do they have headphone jacks? iPad Pros? Oh, I'm not sure. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Okay, but no headphone jack, USB-C, no lightning connector anymore. No lightning, it's gone. But what about the pencil? <laughs> this is this is the irritating thing. This new iPad, let's call it the lower end iPad, sure. uh, has USB-C, but it's still only compatible with the first gen Apple Pencil. Yes. So you have no way of charging that Apple Pencil on this device because it's USB-C. So they actually include a little dongle Yes. That goes yeah. USB-C to lightning so you can actually stick it in. Yeah. And if you ever lose that dongle, it's $10 to replace. Yeah. It's just weird. I just wonder, like, why don't you just get rid of the first gen pencil altogether? Yeah. And well, then they would have had to make it magnetic charging. That would have added to the cost, right? I well, guess. Yeah. They jacked up the price a hundred something dollars. I guess USB-C ports are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like the new design though, to be honest. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I really like the yellow and the red and so it's like playful and vibrant colors. Um, another thing they've brought out for it is a new Smartfolio keyboard. Okay. Um, similar to like the iPad Pro ones, um, except these ones now have a row of function buttons up top. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So more like a laptop. More like a laptop. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're just as powerful as laptops, really. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. So this has the A14 processor. Uh, so step up from last year's. I'm curious if this is going to run with their, um, what's it, the the desktop expansion update that's coming out? Okay, I can't remember the yep. official name for it, Stage Manager? Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if this is going to run with Stage Manager um, with macOS Ventura, because when we tried the betas, that was only working with M1 chipped iPads. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which, speaking of Ventura and iPad OS 16, those mm -hmm. are both launching on the 24th. Yeah. So those are the latest updates to iPads and Macs. And Mac OS, yeah. 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 So, well, wait and have to see that. Uh, Apple TV got a little bit of a, a bump. Yeah. Well, they, they, they discontinued the Apple TV HD. Okay. So that one's gone. So now it's just the 4K option, basically. They have a new Siri remote with it that looks the same. Looks the same, except it has USB C. There you oh, go. Very good. Yes. <laughs> yes. But. They have to go that way, right? You know, we've talked about this on the show. European Union is mandating that all devices that have, you know, any type of port has to be USB-C yeah. for charging. I don't mind that. No, me no. neither. I just got, I've got lightning connectors. I got USB-C, USB-C, USB-A. It's just like a, it's a freaking mess. Yeah, like the floor in my living room where I have all the charging things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. So, okay. So the remote, it's got a different port on it. It's got HDR now built into. Yeah, HDR 10 plus, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> is, the, is it more expensive than the previous? Uh, the remote is. Uh, <laughs> again, because USB-C is expensive. Well, everything's more now, right? The yeah. supply chain is just crazy and it's just 
and inflation has ramped up uh, yeah. everything uh, on on there. Um, but I don't know. So you've got an iPad. I'm a huge iPad fan. Yeah, but yeah. you've got you've got the basic model, right? Uh, yeah, I bought it like two years ago. H10. Okay. So what are you gonna do? I'm gonna save up for the iPad Pro. Oh, you're gonna get a Pro? I'm gonna get a Pro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. One of the things that really excited me that they showed off in this presentation was um, this software called DaVinci Resolve running on the iPad Pro. Yeah. Now this is literally like industry standard color grading software. Every single Hollywood movie, every single TV show is graded using this software. And it's- That's to make all the colors perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Now it also, uh, you can just edit on it as well. It's got the ability to do that. Kind of like a Photoshop? Um, no, kind of like Premiere. Final oh, Cut video, Pro. video, video. Okay, yeah, 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 so video editing. Um, and the kind of big drama, I suppose, is that this software hit the iPad before Final Cut Pro did. Ooh. Which is Apple's. Which is Apple's own proprietary, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. So I'm really excited to try it Resolve on the iPad. Guess the Final Cut uh, Pro guy is floating face down <laughs> in San Francisco <laughs> Bay somewhere. <laughs> well, uh, these uh, devices will be uh, hitting store shelves obviously very soon here in time for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And maybe your Christmas. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Okay, we're going to have to take a break. When we come back, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike and John here. A lot of talk about AirTags lately, especially when it comes to traveling. Many people are sticking Apple AirTags, the little Bluetooth tracking devices, size of a coin, inside their baggage to know where their baggage is. Because a lot of times it doesn't quite make it to where you want it to go. Like where you are going. Yeah. Airports are chaos right now. Still kind of chaos. And so you see tons of stories of people using these to track. And it's kind of fascinating. Where they find their bags. Well, even if even if you're at a you know a, a baggage claim area, and some of these some of the photos I've seen from some recent airports, it's literally a sea of luggage. See, that's handy. That makes sense to me. It just I get it. Like it's nice to know where your bag is, but that's not going to help you if you were going to Toronto and you can see your bag ended up in New York. Right. I don't know. Will that help you get it faster? Well. The, I'm hoping the airline knows it's in New York. I would assume they Event. don't know, though, because yeah. they only know where it was last scanned, right? Yes. The, the, the last time it was scanned in their systems, not the AirTag scanned. But at least with your AirTag, you would know where it was last in the presence of someone else's iPhone. Well, uh, Lufthansa sent out a tweet recently saying that uh, they were banning activated air tags from luggage as they are classified as dangerous and need to be turned off. <laughs> air tags are dangerous, John. If you swallow them. If you <laughs> they might not come out the other end. Um, but that has changed. Yes. They've clarified now saying that it's not a problem. I guess they've checked with all the authorities, well, they've the condu- European Union. <laughs> they've contust- conducted their own risk assessment with the result that tracking devices with very low battery and transmission power in check luggage do not pose a safety risk. No. Which we could have told them that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I have a feeling that some social media manager maybe is looking for a new airline to work for. <laughs> Well, I, John, I just think about, okay, what about electric shavers? Like, you're probably going to check that in your check luggage, right? A lot yeah. of them are battery powered now. Yeah. They've got more battery 
than 10 air tags. Yeah. Well, the, the, with respect to the battery, the batteries in air tags are these little coin cells. Yeah. Like a watch battery. Like it's like if you left a watch in your or, or a lot of people have hearing aids. Yes. So a hearing aid battery. Yes. Type of thing. These are not lithium batteries that blow up like we've seen in previous no. uh, few years with various smartphone manufacturers having problems with these things. This is something that's very contained, very uh, resilient to all kinds of different uh, external forces. Yes. Um, they're not going to just explode. Yeah. Um, the Bluetooth aspect of it, yeah, maybe, but... We have so, okay, the Bluetooth, they're worried about transmission. Do you know what I mean? Like interfering signals. Okay, if that was a problem, cell phones would have brought down thousands of planes yes. by now. Yeah, exactly. It just sounds like someone made a bad choice or had a bad tweet, and they probably regretted it immediately. But, I mean, come on. Like, who made that stupid call? Yeah. Oh, Lufthansa, you're the only airline in the world that suddenly discovered that air tags <laughs> are going to bring your planes down. Well... Maybe they thought they wanted to ban it because it made them look bad because they lost a lot of luggage. Can I tell you? I'm thinking that's <laughs> probably the more likely explanation. Although I love Lufthansa. Like, oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a great experience. They, uh, I lost my lap. Well, speaking of things not to check in your luggage, <laughs> we've told this story. I checked my laptop. Yeah. My MacBook in a trip to Africa. And surprise, surprise, um, it didn't make it. Well, you got it back three years later. Well, they reimbursed me. Like they were, they were great about it. They reimbursed me right away, and and I got it back three years later from some sketchy dude. Some sketchy dude that wanted money to send my laptop back. But anyway, so my yeah, so my laptop battery did not bring the plane down either. No, no, I, I get it. Like it's dangerous material, you know, lithium. Yeah. Is not the safest thing in the world. What I'm also curious about is how would they enforce that? The like, air tag thing? Yeah. Like well, if they found one because they're x-raying it? Uh, or they wouldn't, they wouldn't be, geez. Yeah. That would just bog the whole system. Like the system's already screwed right yeah. now yeah. just for lack of manpower. So a little bit crazy. Anyway, good news. You can still stick air tags in your luggage. We're going to have to take a break. We're going to talk about old tech that might make you some money. Recently at an auction, first generation iPhone, the first iPhone that came out, someone sold a sealed box with their iPhone in it at auction for $39,000 US. We'll tell you more about it when we come back. You're back with the program. Recently, an iPhone, the first generation iPhone. 2007. Sealed in a box, still originally originally factory sealed, as far as we know, sold at an auction for $39,000. Amazing. (laughs) Like I said before, I'm always skeptical. Skeptical. I can't even talk. Uh, I don't trust things are truly factory sealed. Right. Right? So... I've worked a a shrink wrap machine before. No, me too, right? I used to work in a video store. I was shrink wrapping VHS tapes. Yeah. And it's pretty, I mean, it almost becomes an art form of getting the seams just right and stuff like that. But apparently this particular one has the correct seam details and tightness, according to the auction house that is was selling it. Wow, they've got shrink wrap experts there. Yeah. And this factory sealed first release example is in, ex- in exceptional condition. Virtually flawless along the surface and edges, the factory seal is clean with 
correct seam details and tightness, as I said. Labels on the reverse are correctly pristine beneath the seal. All original, no aftermarket stickers or UPC labels are on this one. Brand new, never activated. It just makes me think about all the old tech stuff I have. Well, we get a lot of tech and we don't always get to use it all. No. Uh, so sometimes stuff sits on a shelf for a while and then by the time it's, you know, we're, we're, we touch it again, it's like, oh, well, yeah. they already gave us a newer version of this thing. Yeah. So this thing is still sealed, hasn't been opened. Um, but what's crazy about certain, um, let's say iconic pieces of technology have this insane value to them you were just looking on ebay and you saw the bag that you got when you bought an iphone yeah on ebay the j- bag just the bag this is what you would get at the apple store or what you would get from probably at&t at the time because the original iphone was launched by at&t uh it's going for 275 dollars crazy it's a paper bag yeah and so i'm looking at um some other original iPhones that are obviously opened, they're going for, you know, in the hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Some like over a thousand, depending. Quality and... Yeah. And if they've got all the original pieces inside the box. Yeah. Because I still have my box. Yeah. Um, but I've modded mine. Like that, it was modded, like hardware-wise. So you got to unlock it to use in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I did a soft mod on mine. Yeah. No, I had my, my buddy Hermos. <laughs> and it was funny, right? Because... I had this thing brought up from San Francisco and he, and he basically said, well, I've, you know, been told how to do this, but it's a one-way trip. Like it either works or it doesn't. Yeah. But it worked. Thank God. Yeah. But the first generation didn't even have an app store. Nope. Had YouTube, Safari, the map program didn't, it wasn't GPS. The home screen wasn't even very full. No. But there was nothing else you could add to the home screen. <laughs> but it, it was kind of revolutionary at the time, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, I got to go through all my old stuff now, John, and just see. Well, we were talking about this the other day. A lot of people might not remember, and I don't know if it ever actually came to Canada, but I was in the US uh, a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And Apple released a Bluetooth headset, basically like a black AirPod for one ear. Yes. With a little dock yep. and a box and everything. And I still have it. And last time I checked, it still worked as a Bluetooth headset. I, I didn't even know it existed, John. Yeah. It's, yeah. I wonder how much I'm going to just Google that on uh, eBay and see how rich you can... Uh, no, it's not even... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you just get AirPods as a result, yeah. right? Yeah, I remember it was tricky to find because I think not a lot of people bought them, for one, which is... I think it only lasted for one generation, too. Yeah. But I still have the box. I still have the dock. I still have everything for it. I probably still have everything, all, all even all the original shrink wrap that was inside the box. So, sorry, you have the box? I do. Wow. And yeah, I saw it the other day. Well, maybe that's worth $50. You, you never know. <laughs> but no, you know, if you've got a lot of old tech to go through it. Like I told the story about my, you know, my zip drives. Yeah. These were like these drives that could hold 100 megabyte cartridges, which were fantastic back in the 90s. Yeah. And I had two of them sitting in, in my garage and I sold both of them for like 250 bucks each. Well, but I think... The other thing that to keep in mind too with this old tech is that it doesn't even have to work. Yeah. Because either collectors will want it because it's... I a, still have my Zune. I wonder how much Zunes are going for. Probably a lot. Yeah. But people don't even necessarily need them to work because sometimes they just want to put them on a, on a shelf or, you know, in a glass display case. Um, or they want to part them out and fix something that they have that they love. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Some of these Zooms, like mine, hundreds of dollars, $300. Yeah. I really like that. I miss the Zoom. I keep wanting to sell it, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. But then I just, it's like a, like you said, like a, a showpiece. Yeah. Although it's just sitting in my garage in a box. But you're, you're, you're happy and content that you have it. Yeah. Isn't that like a sign of a hoarder? I kind of think so. Yeah. Yeah. At least like, like you remember my Vectrix? I at least have that on display. That's like an all-in-one video game console. From, yeah. Yeah. Was that the eighties? Yeah. I don't know. But I, you know, you feel a little warmth in your heart when you, when you see it, but your, your stuff's in a box in your garage, so you don't see it. Yeah. I'm, so I'm looking up touchpads. They're going everywhere from like a hundred to $300. Oh my God. The HP touchpad. Yeah. Do you remember that? I sure do. Wasn't it like $99 or something? Well, it was like, so HP bought Palm. Right. You know, the makers of the Palm Pilot because they were having troubles. So they bought them because of their, their OS, their operating system. You know, they, they had, Palm had previously bought Trio, like the, the cell phone. So I think HP was making a foray into that whole mobile space. They brought out the HP touchpad. And I'm telling you, John, it was beautiful. Yeah. The operating system was the Palm Web OS. It was ahead of its time. Like, you know how we swipe up on, on yep. the iPhone now to get rid of apps and stuff? That's where they got it from. Like, they were the first ones. It was a beautiful interface, beautiful operating system. It came out, like, I forget, five, like, the tr it came out the same price as the iPad. Yeah. And I think within the space of, like, a month, the, the CEO just killed the whole thing. Yeah. And so they were blowing them up for $99. Yeah. I remember buying a few and a, a lot of my coworkers at the time, they all bought them too. Because people, like you'd hack them and, and put Android on. Yeah. So it was kind of like an underpowered Android <laughs> tablet. And so, you know, a few times I've thought, oh, I'm going to put this on Craigslist, try to sell it. And I have, I put it up and I got a lot of people interested, not even haggling on price. I think I, I, I put it for how much I paid, like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And then at the last minute, I'm like, no. Because <laughs> I want to have it in a dark box that, just knowing that I have it. Too much nostalgia. Yeah. Anyway, kind of kind of crazy. So check your, check your cupboards. Your junk drawers. And your junk, yeah, junk drawers. Like your old iPhones and iPods actually might be worth some money. Go on eBay, check it out. We're gonna have to take a break. When we come back, a little more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You're back with the app show. Mike and John here. Been very aptly this show. Yes. <laughs> uh, and kind of continuing on that vein, uh, a lot of people do use uh, Apple Music or have subscriptions to Apple Music and Apple TV Plus. And now word is that uh, both of those are coming to Windows, finally. The Windows Store. The Windows Store. Yeah, so you can actually... Hell has frozen over. <laughs> you don't have to use that janky old version of iTunes from like eight years ago anymore. Oh my God, yeah. Every time I have to load up, I still have an app that I use to download content onto my iPad and I have to go through iTunes and it kills me. It feels like I'm going back to like 2004, like yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Uh, so these will be native apps. Yeah. I wonder why it took so long. I don't know. It sounds like Apple and Microsoft have made up though. Yeah. I mean, a long time the, app, ago. the Apple TV app ha has been available for a little while. I mean, they've got it on Samsung TVs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they want to get their subscriptions out there. Well, I think this is what we're seeing though. A lot of companies have realized there is probably some use cases where there's people that go all in on Apple or Microsoft or Samsung. But the reality is most households are a complete mix of all these products. Yeah. So they should be interoperable. And these little crazy little turf wars only hurt the consumers. 
Yeah, I think it's a good thing. Um, yeah, I have Apple TV Plus. I don't know if I'd... Would I load it on my Windows machine? I don't know. Well, if that's your only machine. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, or a laptop that you're using for yeah. traveling or whatever. I can see for Apple Music, like that's pretty popular. Yeah. Like tens of millions of people have that going right now. And you'll also be able to do this on your Xbox too. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, well, a lot more people. Well, probably the more useful thing though out of all this is there's now going to be a native iCloud Photos app for Windows. Okay, I can get behind that. Yeah. Because my main computer I use at home, I like to keep my feet in both camps. Uh, it's a, a Windows yeah. machine. And so my previously, my whole world was like, I kept my photos in the Windows universe. But now with iPhone, like all, I'm taking all my photos now, obviously with iPhones. Yeah. And so I have 30,000 <laughs> on my iCloud account. So being able to have that kind of sync up nicely with the Windows world, beautiful. So I'll be able to have that on Windows and it'll be able to take all the photos that I have on my Windows machine as well, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. That's going to be, I don't know if that's good or bad. I, th- I think it's a good thing. I think yeah. it makes life easier for everybody. And again, like we were saying, it's this interoperability and there's lots of people that are live in the Windows world except for their iPhone. Yeah. So it makes sense that all those iPhone sort of need to use apps and functions are available natively without some kind of weird backdoor hack or using just a browser to access everything. I, I just wonder about photos now, John, like, cause it's all digital, right? In the yeah. past you have photos, you'd have albums, you'd have like in my garage, I have a huge Tupperware container full of old photos. I've scanned them all. Thank, thank you, Epson and the, their fast photo scanner. But what happens now when I die? Those are going to end up at the Salvation Army. No, I, the physical ones? Yeah. 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 But I guess I was concerned like my digital, because like, the vast majority of my photos now are going to be digital, right? Yeah. So when I die, will my kids take over? Will they care? I think that's going to be an individual decision too, right? Like, I have a lot of friends that have their grandmothers or their great grandmothers dishes yeah, that they never use that they take keep up it. space. They keep, yeah. Cause it's, you know, the connection to the family, but realistically th- this makes no sense. I, yeah. I just wonder like when I die, like it just, I don't, it kind of bugs me that my photos could just disappear because no one's going to renew the, well, or you take know, over the iCloud subscription. You know what will happen to those photos? What? They'll be fed into an AI engine <laughs> And AI-generated agarbos are going to be coming out of the systems. Oh, God, you're not making me feel any better. Okay, that's all the time we have left for the program. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Get Connected. It's on Saturdays across the Chorus Radio Network. Lots of great stuff on that program. You can listen to it uh, through podcast or on our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We're going to be talking uh, about the latest uh, EV news, making charging for EVs under 10 minutes. That could be in our future. And also uh, a really interesting AirTag story. One of our team members uh, was tracked in one of his ride-sharing cars with an Apple AirTag. We'll tell you what that's all about as well. I want to thank John and Robin who put the program together. We'll see you again next time.